0: Welcome back to the Etta Girl Podcast with your host, Kara Denison. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about burnout, working at places that no longer align, and what that really takes a toll on not only your mental health, but your physical health. And over the last couple of weeks, we've talked a lot, especially with guest on the pod, Rebecca Simmons, about what it's like to experience that burnout. And for those of you who know my story, it really affected me at my last corporate job when I had a six-week-long migraine that ended me up in the hospital. And this week, I'm going a little bit rogue, and I have another guest speaker that is coming to tell a little bit about their side of the story. So I want to introduce you guys to my husband. Welcome, Jack Dennison.
1: Hi, great to be here.
0: Great to have you. So yeah, so we do have a man on the Atta Girl podcast, but I felt it was really important to bring you on, Jack, to really tell your side of the story about what it's like to be the support system for someone who is going through burnout, for someone who is or has gone through Something like what I went through because I know that we have a lot of listeners. We've been hearing it, especially after the episode dropped with Rebecca Simmons, about what it's like to experience burnout, especially when it comes to a job, a corporate environment. And a lot of times, when we get into a position, especially when it came to my job, you get into a new position, you're aligned, you are thriving, you're making an impact. And then something changes, whether it's a leadership change or you you change as an individual and you're no longer aligned. And then that burnout starts happening, whether the workplace turns toxic or you're no longer aligned or you get a new leader or a new boss. And all of a sudden, your work starts creeping up, scope creep starts happening, or the the environment just turns toxic. And a lot of times people feel like they need to stay out of guilt or loyalty or a lot of different reasons, whether it's fear of change, fear of failure, et cetera. And for me, it was a lot of, I was aligned at my corporate position. I loved my company and then leadership changed. My role changed. I was taking on a lot. Carrots were being dangled. And then what we haven't really talked about is that you actually started working at that company. So let's talk a little bit about how that all started, and I'd love to just have you tell a little bit about your story about how you started working there as well.
1: Well, I uh, had put myself in through school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working as a personal trainer full-time, and as I graduated, you were kind of giving me the look, like, "Hey, what are you <laughs> gonna do? You've got a philosophy degree, there, sir. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of opportunity out there in the corporate world for this." And and I decided that I wanted to go into corporate because that's where you were, and we were gonna take on uh, the corporate world together. And I ended up in a contact center role mm-hmm. at the same organization that you were working at because they were hiring a a class and I believe there was an opening left. Mm -hmm. And I was like the last person to get in in that class. Well, they did a good job by bringing me in because (laughs) I set the records for going through their training in seven weeks and tore up the contact center experience as well, outshining my competition in only nine months on the floor really just kind of looking to do that, to get out, to get into another area of the company, because I had heard that they've promoted from department many times. Mm -hmm. And I was just very excited to uh, have that potential.
0: And so you did, you very quickly got into another position that you were really, really suited for and moved into probably one of the best departments of the company, which was the purchasing department.
1: Shout out to my purchasing peeps, if anyone out there is listening, <laughs> Nancy, Shana, I love you guys. I love you ladies, both yeah. of you.
0: So yeah, you you moved up, you promoted very quickly into the purchasing department. And that was a really great experience because it was one of the healthiest departments in the organization. And not only did you excel very quickly, but you were then again promoted very quickly into another role in that department. Yeah again
1: yeah that happened again i just very good at picking up the what they were trying to have me do and i was blessed to be able to be promoted but it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows because as i was on the ascent certain things were happening within the organization within your department that were causing issues for us to deal with
0: on the personal side yeah and at the time while you were you know going back to school getting your degree Leaving behind the successful career that you had built on your own as an entrepreneur, going back into corporate, which creates its own set of you know fear and change and going through that lifestyle change, I was getting my s b h r degree, we were planning a wedding, and we got married that year and so we started living together, got married, embarked on this journey of becoming the denizens and figuring out what married life was. And so we were navigating both personal changes, professional changes very rapidly within a very short amount of time. And what was really exciting to see was you ascending through this corporate ladder that you had started. And meanwhile, I, in the HR department, was taking on more responsibilities, getting promotions dangled in front of me, and the h r team started getting combined with the sales team, and I started getting sent on the road just months after we got married. And it was a lot of change, a lot of adapting so quickly for us,
1: yeah, it was it was a tough period of in both of our lives, I think, intrapersonally, because we couldn't get too high. Like I couldn't get too high when I was having successes and doing well at my job and getting great feedback while at the same time, you were trying not to pull me too low because you were dealing with a lot of interdepartmental politics Mm. uh, that were just not conducive to a healthy uh, work-life balance for you.
0: Yeah. It was a really interesting time of supporting each other while celebrating each other's successes. And it was interesting. So I'd love to really dive into let's just take a quick break and let's dive into what it was like being that support system for someone who was going through, admittedly, probably one of the toughest times in my life and having to be that support system for me. And in full transparency, you stepped up. I mean, marrying you was the best decision of my life, I'll be honest. But let's take a quick break and we'll talk a little bit more about that after this break. After the last couple of years, high achieving professionals are starting to realize that life is too short to work at a company that no longer aligns with their values, that doesn't offer them a chance to grow or doesn't pay them what they're worth. If you're starting to feel like it's time to make a change in your career for the new year, I am glad that you are listening. When it comes to landing your dream job at a company that you're aligned with and where that you can make an impact, it can be overwhelming if you don't have a plan in place. If your strategy is to dust off that old resume and hit the job boards, did you know that you only have a 2% chance of landing an interview? The traditional hiring process of applying via job boards is a broken process and it leaves job seekers feeling frustrated, rejected, anxious, and with feelings of low self-worth and imposter syndrome, which is no way to start the next chapter of your career. At Optimize Career Solutions, we want you to land your dream job by giving you the branding that sets you apart as the industry leader or professional you are. And we want to give you the strategies that give you control and confidence in your search and get you directly connected to those that can actually help you or hire you at companies you're excited to work with book your free consultation with myself or jack at schedule.optimizedcareersolutions.com so that we can dive deeper into your career goals and show you how we can support you in achieving them without the frustration and rejection that most job seekers feel we have multiple levels of support depending on your needs Whether you're a DIYer or someone who loves having weekly accountability, we got you covered. The first step to the next level in your career is just a couple clicks away. Book your free consultation with us now at schedule.optimizecareersolutions.com. All right, welcome back. So right now we're talking with my husband, Jack, about what it's like supporting someone who's going through a complete burnout due to the stress of their job. And to remind you, what had happened really the the trigger for me was taking on additional responsibility really working and trying to prove myself for the promotion that i was promised and then being sent on the road for sales as the hr team was being combined with the sales department and this was just a couple of months after we got married we got married at the end of august and i was sent on the road right before christmas tell a little bit about from your perspective What it was like, you know, I remember right before Christmas, us having this conversation after I got back from that sales trip. What was going through your mind?
1: Honestly, so many things. It was a very tough time for me to be your husband and an employee at the same organization because daily I was walking into a situation where while the the people that I worked with directly were not part of the problem, they were amazing and they had my back, they could not do anything to help you. Mm. And I still had to have interactions with others who were causing you a lot of issues. And I had to bite my tongue. Mm. I wasn't able to say anything. I wasn't able to point out a lot of mistakes and gaps and Really, a lot of stresses that employees were feeling, but not able to voice. And as your husband, I just kind of went into whatever it takes mode. When I was around you, it was whatever I can possibly do to make life a little easier on you, I'm going to do. Well, whatever you need, I'm going to do, whether it's cooking, whether it's cleaning, whether it's running to get you medication for prescriptions or driving you to and from work. I was willing to do whatever it took because I know what you were capable of, but I also saw what they were taking from you. And I was watching that deterioration day by day.
0: And to be honest, oh, I feel like I'm getting choked up. To be honest, I feel very blessed and lucky about the fact that we did work together at the same company, Because at the time, the company was not affording any work from home or remote options. I had to be in office. We were running out of PTO due to doctors' appointments, and I was going into work with level six, seven, eight level migraines. And the fact that you were there to be able to drive me into work, the fact that you were willing to, you know, cook dinner every night, do the grocery shopping, pick up food, do the cleaning, it was. I don't know if I, I don't know how I was able to survive that period of my life because I was in so much pain and still be able to perform at a high achieving level during that time. Especially because I think about some of our clients who are burnt out and some of the people that I've spoken with who are burnt out that don't have that support system to be able to be there. I remember some days where it was so bad where I would just text you and we would meet up in the stairwell just so I could hug you and get that dose of just support for a quick second because at least you knew what was going on. Other people didn't. Because there's a level of shame. There's a level of shame, especially as a woman, you know, being in pain and not feeling like you can take it all on. To say that you need help and to have you in my corner and to even have you on in the same building was a godsend to me. And I know that there's so many people out there that don't have that. How did this take a toll on you watching me go through this? And how did it affect you?
1: I think at the time, I didn't really realize the toll it was taking on me. I didn't understand the stress that I was under, but aspects of my body did. I ballooned up to my highest weight ever during that period of time. And being an ex-personal trainer, that was tough for me. Mm-hmm. That was tough hearing comments from family, from people who, who loved me, but didn't know exactly what we were dealing with. And the stress caused itself to where there were times where I just needed a day and I would call out of work just because I needed a day to myself, I needed a day to recoup because we'd spend the weekend taking care of the house, i take care of you, and then Sunday would roll around and we're both just exhausted. And I think you've used the term Sunday scaries, but yeah, those were real. Mm-hmm. And, and watching you get a text from your boss on the weekend about something. And the funny thing is, is even though you were in such pain, you, you didn't let up. You you still were able to be that high achiever. And honestly, I, I kind of took a lot of pride in that. I took pride in being able to support you so that you could still put the output where it needed to be. But we had no idea how much it was actually running us down until we got to that point where I saw you throwing up every morning and that witnessing that. I didn't even know what to say, so I couldn't say anything.
0: I think there's this difference now that we're past that and we've done a lot of healing, You know what we were living in was survival mode. And I think now that you and I are, are past that, it's something that we talked about a lot while we were in it, right? Is how can we just get past this? How do we get past this moment? How do we get to the next? And it's something that we talked about a lot We even had code words, right? We Hmm. had code words for when it got so bad that it was drop everything in order to, you know, put things into place just to get me to the next moment. Do you remember that code word? Yeah, I do. I do too. And luckily we haven't had to use it, but It's tough when you're living in survival mode. And when we had to live in survival mode for so long, I think we lived in it for almost two years when we were still in that situation. And then afterwards, when I quit and we were building the business, it's crazy the toll that it takes not only on your physical body, because we both were at our highest weight, but how much those little things in order to get to the next moment really take a toll on your physical body, your mental health, your mindset, because you do what you need to do in order to get by. And I'm grateful that we did, but the damage that it did, it it took us a long time. And I feel like we're finally at a place where we are thriving and we've reversed some of that damage. But if I could go back, I wish that we had made decisions sooner.
1: Yeah, me too. I wish we had some of the skills that we do now. But honestly, did we have the energy, the bandwidth, the foresight to be able to even take on the practice to gain those skills at the time? Probably not.
0: I wish we had people like us at the time, honestly. That would have been (laughs) (laughs) been nice. nice. So I do want to do potentially a part two about what it's like running a business together because running a business as a married couple, it feels like we're double married, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's a whole other ball. <laughs> double guys.
0: married, <laughs> but I want before we no do no breaks. But you love it, you love it every day, every day. <laughs> but let's talk about how we got to that point because you know I remember a conversation that we had when we first started dating when i said where do you see yourself you know you have that conversation where do you see yourself in 5 10 years like what do you want out of life all that other stuff and i had said my goal is i want to be <laughs> we're both laughing i want to be a chro i'm climbing the corporate ladder i do you remember what you said
1: yeah i was like no i don't want that what I did was, you say i was like remember? i want to be an entrepreneur i want to figure this out and make my own money. Yeah. You I don't s- want to work for anybody
0: else. <laughs> I remember you distinctly saying, I want to live somewhere on with land. I want to be able to see, you know, a farm or some sort of like the open sky somewhere. And I want to make my own money someday. And I said, nah, forget that I'm climbing the corporate ladder. So fast forward a couple of years and this all is happening and we're in survival mode. And We ended up taking a weekend trip a couple hours away and I sat him down. You want to tell him where that was? Well, it didn't really matter. It was in Jupiter, Florida. Jensen Beach. Was it Jupiter? Jensen, Jensen sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My bad, my bad. And we sat down and I turned to you and I said, do you remember what I said? No, tell me. I want to quit my job. And- What did you think when I said that? Because at the time- Honestly, I had
1: no thoughts. I was like, you you were the breadwinner. I didn't make a third of what you made at the time. Yeah.
0: Well, no, you made about-
1: I made about a third.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I mean, what did you, how did you, I remember you reacted very, very well. You said, okay, let's talk about it, which is really, really great. You always have the greatest reaction. We have such great communication skills, which I always appreciated about you.
1: So, something weird happened. And I think I've told you this. Yeah. When you said it, I didn't have an actual thought.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I was just sitting on the couch at that Airbnb home and I just kind of looked up and it felt like I was seeing an arrow Mm -hmm. that was being drawn in the air. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, you wanted to quit your job.
0: Yeah.
1: And I distinctly, Had no idea how it was going to happen, but I felt this overwhelming sense of calm and that that was the right direction. And I said, do it.
0: Yeah. So we did. And we didn't do it right away. We got a plan together because.
1: You know, my wife, ladies, she's always got a plan. Okay. (laughs) She's always got a plan. So we planned it out.
0: We planned it out. I was still dealing with all the migraines. And I ended up taking some time off of work and got a plan together and we quit and it was scary. And, you know, when you think when you're in survival mode and you think quitting the thing of that's giving you the most stress and anxiety and panic and depression, you think once you quit that, it's going to be magically, magically delicious. Everything's going to (laughs) be working out. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. And just like we talked about in the episode with Rebecca, the little Bellman came with all of my, you know, trauma, and it took me months and months and actively working through all of that. I still had four-hour-long panic attacks every morning, waking up at four in the morning. And Jack really was that support system for me, and it really kick months of Jack working and supporting and paying the bills. He got another promotion, like we mentioned, made a little bit more money. And, but he was still working actually a part time job after hours. And I was working multiple jobs and trying to gain clients to build this business. But I really just wanted to come on and have Jack come on to really talk about the other side of supporting someone through burnout and what his story was. And we'll come on next week and talk about what it's like running a business together and kind of the journey from start to where we are right now. And his side of it, because he didn't really join me right away. And what that has really looked like for us, because we're really making an effort in 2022 to be transparent about our journey and the ups and downs, because it's not always easy. And it's not always the rainbows and butterflies that you see online for entrepreneurs. It's it's always a journey. But Jack, if... A listener is listening right now and they're maybe supporting a spouse, a partner, a friend, a family member who is going through burnout and who really isn't their actual self because they're in survival mode. What is a piece of advice that you could, that you would like to leave them with?
1: Lead with compassion and communication, compassion first, because when you're in it, there's going to be moments where you might not necessarily react with that compassion and that other person is dealing with it and they need it. So before you even communicate, understand, am I going to be communicating compassionately toward this individual, to the person that I love? Because they might not necessarily be able to react or think normally when they're in that space. And if you lead, With that compassion, you're always going to be heart-centered and want to support them and really ultimately your relationship at the heart of everything that you do.
0: Yeah. And that communication piece is huge. Whether you are the person going through burnout or you are the person supporting the person who is in that survival mode or going through burnout, that is the forefront of Jack and I's marriage. We communicate about everything. And that's probably my biggest piece of marriage advice or relationship advice. If you can communicate about everything, and when I say everything, I mean everything, the good, especially the good, because once you start communicating about the good and get in that habit of talking and communicating about the day-to-day, the minute, the mundane, it makes you get into the habit of communicating. And then the The hard things are easier to communicate about because you are in that habit. So one of the things that Jack and I always do, because even though we work right next to each other all day long, is as we sit down for dinner, we ask each other, is there anything you'd like to discuss? We hold that space for each other and we do so with compassion because even though we feel like we know each other and we feel like at this point, we know each other's energy sometimes we don't know what each other is going through because we don't live in each other's brains and we're fighting our own battles. So I really like what you said about leading with compassion. That's good. Thanks. Thank you for being here, babe. So as always, this episode is a production of the Girls Girls Media Company. Check out all of our podcasts. We have Glow Girl back with April on Mondays. We have Her Royal Highness on Tuesdays, a Girl Combinatia on Work Wednesdays. The Girls Girls podcast is on Thursdays and Stock Daddy with Financial Fridays.
1: Go yes, ahead. Doc Daddy. <laughs> that's my man Andy.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and follow us on Facebook, at a girl podcast on Facebook or on Instagram at a girl underscore podcast. Thank you so much, Jack, for being here. We'll come back with a part two about what it's like to run a business together, being double married and living in the middle of nowhere where we only leave our house once a week. So we are really in it to win it. And we'll tell you about what that's like as well. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast anywhere where you get podcasts and Hey, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review. It will make my day and have an amazing week and make today the best day ever. I'll see you next week.